With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code STRAIGHTFIRE and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code STRAIGHTFIRE for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, November 29th. I hope everybody had a tremendous Thanksgiving break. Kids are back at school today. Parents back at work. The in-laws are gone. Everybody back to the usual grind. And boy, do we have a lot of sports to talk on this beautiful Beautiful Monday morning in Southern California. I actually thought about opening the podcast with the Lincoln Riley USC news. Uh, as you guys know, usually I talk to Cowherd on Sundays and hit the first words out of his mouth. I, I think Lincoln Riley's bigger than any NFL story today, he said to me yesterday. And I was a little stunned. And, you know, you think about it and Lincoln Riley is a big move leaving Oklahoma for USC, significant. We'll do a little bit on it a little bit later. It's a big story, and the ramifications are massive, and the trickle down, and what's what are the dominoes to fall? But I can't get over what happened in Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers essentially stake claim that they are now the best team in the NFL with an impressive Faro butt kicking of Sean McVay's Rams off a bye, and. I don't know really if there's any other way around this. Like, there's no dominant team in the AFC. We can all agree. Like, the Ravens are the number one seed now. They ain't the number one seed. The Patriots are rolling. They're not formidable. The Bills, we'll see. They got a huge game, Patriots-Bills, this week. And you look at the NFC, and it's pretty clear that's where the dominant teams are. Six teams in the NFC, 500 or better. All of them are have at times been very dominant. In the AFC, you've got 12. Parity reigns in the AFC. But in the NFC, really, it's the old guys. No, what a, no country for old men. Gosh, I've savaged that show so that movie so many times on podcasts, on my old radio show that I used to do. People love that movie. I think it's Coen Brothers did that. Um, and I, I like the first 45 minutes, first hour, so riveting. No country for old men. Amazing. And then it goes off the rails. I mean, I can do a spoiler alert about a movie that's like 15 years old, right? Um, when they killed who I thought was the main character um, it, without even showing his death. You know, they kill him in that hotel room and they're like, they show the Mexican guy speeding off. And it's like, what? We don't even get to see the lead guy in the movie go out? I thought that was awful. So disappointing. 
Now, right there, I checked out. And then, you know, the, the, the final like 30 minutes kind of peter out and tried to get all artsy. I didn't love it, uh, personally. Movie, the first hour was unbelievable. Probably top 10 movie I've seen in the first. It was no like American Pie in the first hour. It was not really Vanilla Sky. Yes, I went there in the first hour, which is off the charts good. And it still holds up pretty good. At any rate, I think without question, we've got the Green Bay Packers, the best team in the NFL, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are right behind him. And it seems like we're going to get a rematch in the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. I mean, the way the Packers are winning these games... Like Aaron, Aaron Jones is hurt. Okay, we'll put in uh, Dylan. And how does he do? Uh, great. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He runs people over. It's like a 240-pound bowling ball with good hands and good feet. The guy's, the guy's a stud. And remember how bad the Packers were beat up for drafting him over a receiver? Turns out it was a pretty decent pick. And Aaron Rodgers did not practice all week. Didn't practice. He's got the toe. His left tackle... Down for the season. Bakhtiari, his all-pro left tackle who hasn't played a game yet this year, had another surgery. He's going to be down for a little bit more. No big deal. Aaron Rodgers comes in, carves up the Rams defense, which is not nearly as good as it was last year. 307 yards, 6.8 yards per attempt, two touchdowns. You know, they get 92 on the ground. Devontae Adams has his way with Jalen Ramsey. Yes, he did, folks. I don't care what you want to say. I know there's a lot of Ramsey uh, lovers out there. Ramsey, while matched up with Adams, Adams caught five passes on five targets for 41 yards. Just beat him. And then Ramsey, of course, capping his rough day by losing in space to 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers at the goal line. On, on, you know, it was a kind of a big play. And overall, the Packers are just dominant, folks. They can beat you in so many ways. And I'm just going to remind you, their best defensive player, Jair Alexander, still not back yet. Still not back. 21 first downs, held the ball for 39 minutes, explosive pass plays. Rodgers not practicing. Like, what is there left to say about this Packers team? Nine and three, five and zero oh at home, have not lost at home. Teams they've beaten who currently have a winning record. 49ers, Bengals, Cardinals, and now Rams. And it, I mean, it gets a little easier the next next week against the Bears. And then, of course, there's the massive game against the Ravens. Although, I don't know how massive that is. I'll get to the Ravens shortly. I don't think they're as dominant as their record indicates. And then the Packers still have Browns, Vikings, and Lions. But Green Bay right now is dominant. And it's just one of those delicious stories in sports where everybody wins. If you have a podcast, you're going to win. If you write about the NFL, you're going to win. If you talk about it on a radio show, TV show, any capacity, the Aaron Rodgers saga going from, I want out of here, I hate you guys, you lied to me, you would not listen to me, trade me, I don't like it, I don't trust you. Like, the offseason was all about the Aaron Rodgers drama. He's going to end up in Denver. No, no, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to end up in Denver. He's going to end up in Miami. No, 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 Aaron Rodgers is going to I mean, like, this is the game we did for months. And Aaron Rodgers ends up staying in Green Bay. And they lose the opener 38-3 to to the Saints, which feels like it happened two years ago. And since then, they have been completely dominant. Lost to the Chiefs without Rodgers because of the COVID. And then lost a game to the Vikings last week, which, you know, I guess I should have learned my lesson. You can't win significant money betting against Aaron Rodgers. One last week. This week, not so much uh, betting against Aaron Rodgers. But I, I, we, can, we can sit here in Hammond Hall and say, well, you know, the Packers, they're not killing teams. They, they didn't kill the Steelers, but they covered. They didn't totally kill the Lions. They let them hang around for three quarters. They really didn't put away Washington. Washington had all those drives where they imploded in the red zone. We could sit here and make excuses, guys, or we can just be real. The Green Bay Packers have probably the MVP in Aaron Rodgers. They've got a defense that's playing really well despite missing their best player. They got two good running backs, one healthy. The offensive line just continues to churn out winners. I mean, you know, Matt LaFleur, like I'm not a huge LaFleur guy. They dropped the stat that he's never lost back-to-back games in the regular season. I, I know he's got Aaron Rodgers, and that makes life a lot easier, but at some point, at some point, we've got to give the guy a little bit of credit, right? Now, 
a quick word on the Rams, who, as you guys know, I kind of, I, I, they're not my team, obviously. I'm a Jets guy. But when you move to a new city, as we did out here to L.A. five years ago, well, geez, almost six, you know, you just kind of take a team under your wing, and the Rams happen to get McVay. They happen to get Goff. They happen to get Gurley, and they quickly ascended. We went to a Super Bowl while we were out here. So it's easy to kind of like root for the local team. Went to some Rams games at the Coliseum. Now at SoFi. And I don't know what to make of this team all of a sudden. I, I really felt confident. I had them in the contest. By the way, went three and two in the contest. Um, <laughs> one week down, one week up. Can't get consistent. But I, I don't know. Like, I know they're missing Cam Akers. They really miss Robert Woods. People aren't going to talk about that a lot because it's like Robert Woods, your number number two receiver, who just is such a great blocker. Um, on the outside, and he's good with like the gadget plays, like wide receiver screens. And if you notice, Cooper Cup's numbers have gone down dramatically. And oh, what does that coincide with? The loss of Robert Woods. Yeah, I kind of think there's probably something there. And then, of course, we have to get to Matt Stafford, who is getting savage this morning, as he should. I mean, you go three straight games with pick sixes, and the knives are coming out. The honeymoon is over out here in L.A. I, I, I don't know, guys. I'm a little... I'm not right. Listen, you can't kill a guy after one performance. Stafford clearly is banged up, but this is three straight games. He's not been great. Uh, I'm not going to give the defense a pass because they were just de-pantsed by Rodgers all afternoon. Did whatever he wanted. Anytime it was third down, it just felt like it was automatic that Rodgers was going to convert it until late in the game where they kind of went to sleep and the Rams had a bit of a chance. But LA basically had two big plays, a big third down touchdown pass to Van Jefferson, which kept them in the game when they were on the uh, on the verge of getting blown out. And then they had the 54-yarder to Odell, his first touchdown in, I think, like, was it 14 months? Um, and other than that, they didn't do a whole hell of a lot. I saw a stat that they had six drives with no first downs, and I'm a McVay guy, but coming out of a bye, when you've got two weeks to prepare for a banged-up defense, you got two weeks to incorporate Odell, a little disappointed with the game plan from McVay. Um, but again, this comes down to Stafford. Um, fumbles in his own end on their second series. Basically hands him a touchdown. So now you get the ball back and it's fourth and one at your own 29. You're like, oh, we could do this. We could pick up a yard. Yeah, sure you can. I would do the same thing. And they fail. And then, you know, you get handing over free points. Stafford with the pick six. I, yeah. It's just it's tough to be a Rams fan right now, and and it, it feels like so it feels like so recently that the Rams and Chargers were hot, hot, hot. Not doing anything on the Chargers today, but holy hell, Justin Herbert was terrible. He was awful. I mean, they're, Eckler dropping passes. The Denver Broncos defense looks resurgent. As soon as Bridgewater went out of that game, I instantly bet uh, the Chargers getting points. And I was like, oh, this is great. Drew Locke is awful. Drew Locke throws a horrible interception. He's just not a good quarterback. And the Chargers, the doors open, and the Broncos defense keeps stepping up and making plays. I, I, I think I saw that they hit Justin Herbert 10 times. So now Herbert, who was like an MVP guy a month ago, is probably not looking at a playoff spot this year. That's how far they've fallen. And Stafford has now gone three straight games with pick sixes. So the L.A. team's falling on hard times. But, you know, you could argue that that's kind of happening throughout the league, is it not? Everybody, other than the Packers, has gone through some kind of mid-season downturn. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. There was this movie Jennifer Aniston was in with Ed Burns and a couple other kind of big-name actors in the 90s. And I happened to be dating a girl at the time who was like a huge Ed Burns fan. So she got me into this movie. And... The guy, I'm going to pull up his name here in a second, but the guy kept referring to their marital marital problems as down cycles. And he's pretty funny. He's a funny actor. Uh, he's been in a lot of Ed Burns movies. And I, that, that term down cycle, I'd never really heard, but every team in the NFL this season has gone through a down cycle with the exception of the Packers. That's the only team that they've been impervious to it. And why is that? Well, it probably a lot has to do with Aaron Rodgers. The guy is just a superstar. I, I think he's got to be the MVP now. 
regardless of what you guys want to say, the media has to vote for him. They've got to put aside the whole COVID thing. Oh, he lied to us. He can't be. No, look at his play. Okay. By the movie. The, uh, by the way, the name of the movie is She's the One. Uh, 1996. Really, really good 90s movie. Um, Ed Burns had some other good actors in there. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, John, the late John Mahoney is his dad. Um, Michael McGlone is the one who keeps referencing a down cycle. Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and then this very attractive brunette, Maxine Bonds. I don't know if she's been in a lot of other stuff, but at any rate, check it out. She's the one. Highly recommended. Everybody's been through a down cycle this season, except the Packers. Um, Outside of Green Bay, I thought, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks incredible win over the Colts, which was a huge win for me gambling-wise. Um, I, I just love what I saw from Tampa. And it reminded me, do you guys remember when Leonard Fournette was like done? It was toast, an afterthought? It was like he was dumped in Jacksonville and like nobody wanted Leonard Fournette. Oh, well, this guy was a top five pick, but ah, running back, they don't matter. This guy stinks, work ethic, all the, everything. I mean, Leonard Fournette was the best running back on the field Sunday, head-to-head with Jonathan uh, Taylor. And yes, I'll get to why the Colts mismanaged him, but I just want to let you guys know, Fournette was incredible. That was essentially the Fournette game. The more I watched it, I almost wondered if Arians and Brady wanted to send a message, hey, I know you guys have Jonathan Taylor, and your offensive line's getting all the pub, but we got a guy, Fournette. 17 for 100, averaged more yards per carry than Taylor, three touchdowns on the ground. Oh, yeah, seven catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. He was great. Leonard Fournette looked like the guy who helped carry Jacksonville to the um, AFC title game that year, where they faced the Patriots and nearly had them beat. And, of course, Gronkowski, who just looks like a polar bear, battling the the secondary of the Colts, just ping, pinballing off guys. Gronk is just unbelievable. Evans did like nothing. Godwin was really not a huge factor. It was the Gronk Brady Fournette show. What are we going to do when this guy gets Antonio Brown back? Like this team is going to be nasty. Now the defense did struggle. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz struggled at the outset. You knew, you could realize that they didn't really trust him. They didn't want him to screw the game up. Three nothing lead after a quarter. And then the second quarter, Carson Wentz uncorks a bomb to a guy I honestly have never heard of. Ashton Doolin, 62-yard touchdown, his only target. I had never heard of his name before. And that kind of opened the floodgates. And there was a couple injuries um, to the Bucks. Dean went down. I don't know if he returned. I'll have to check that. That was a big loss. Uh, they briefly lost Devin White. He did come back. But the secondary of Tampa is a little leaky. And I know that the Packers defense gets a lot of knocks on it, but I'll tell you right now, the Tampa defense is worse. Uh, Carson Wentz looked great for a half. And then, and this is where it gets a little controversial. I know Colts fans are very worked up about this, but for whatever reason, they went Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Way from what was working in the first half, and they went exclusively to the air in the third quarter. Well, do you want to take a guess what happened? Uh, Carson Wentz kind of imploded. He got sacked, and he fumbled. And then he threw an interception. Uh, great play by Winfield. And it was like, you're up 10 at the half. You abandoned the run completely. They had one rush attempt in the third quarter. I think I heard a stat on the broadcast where they had 25 straight plays where they did not run the football. And I wrote about this for Fox, this game. I said, this is going to be a Carson Wentz game. With Nelson Hurt, 
they're going to put this in the air. Now, I didn't think that Wentz would attempt 44 passes, but what had to kill Colts fans was after they fall behind, blowing the 10-point lead, they say, oh, we got to go back to Taylor to start the fourth quarter. And they hand it to him, and he goes right down the field, looking like Taylor, and of course, the broadcast, and they kept showing this jabroni in the stands wearing a hat that says, run the damn ball. And they get back in it, but they ultimately could not stop Tom Brady, who uh, delivered, and Fournette gets a cover with a late touchdown run when all they needed was a field goal to ice it. So I was thrilled. That was a great game. I'll tell you right now, Green Bay and Tampa are the best two teams in the league. I, I don't. I just don't see how anyone could argue that. Outside of those two, though, you know, it wasn't an amazing Sunday in the NFL. There weren't any, like, huge upsets, which uh, leads me to um, my Survivor update. And I know you guys care a lot about this. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash reach. That's linkedin.com slash reach to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash reach. That's linkedin.com slash reach to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Editor Survivor League. I don't put the details online because you never know who's listening um, or watching. 2,468 people entered this pool at 50 bucks a pop. So you could, you know, decent money on the line. You could do the math. There are 30 people left. I'm one of them. And a lot of people, I think 10 people had Philadelphia. I guess they didn't listen to our podcast on Friday where we uh, with the bookmaker, and we were just like, yeah, this is a bad spot for the Eagles. And the Eagles lost outright. Now, they did have a chance to win that game. Jalen Rager, two brutal drops. Oh, my gosh. Can't believe they took that guy over Justin Jefferson. Anyways, two bad drops by Rager. Eagles lose. So there's only 30 people left in the pool. Now, this week, there are seven games, guys, with a spread of a touchdown or more. I only have one of those teams I haven't used in Survivor. It's the Eagles, and I actually like the Eagles spot. I'm just going to – I'm not going to dive deep. I, I don't love the Eagles as a seven-point favorite. Remember, they were favorites in Vegas, lost. They were favorites in New York, lost. It's a big number, but all they got to do is win this damn game. They don't need to cover for me. They just got to win. 
Jalen Hurts, three picks. And it's funny because the narrative Sunday morning was, Jalen Hurts playing well. We're definitely looking at a guy who has could cement the quarterback job. Eagles don't need a quarterback. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's not the long-term solution. We, we try so hard to talk ourselves into keeping these quarterbacks. Like, you know Miami fans right now are like, oh, we got Tua. He's playing well. They've won four or five in a row. And Tua, 80% completions. And they get all excited. Like, okay, fair enough. Think he's the guy. Whatever, Whatever's going to make you sleep well at night. He ain't the guy. Just as Jalen Hurts is not the guy. Three picks. He did drive them into Giants territory. Plenty. But he threw an interception at the five-yard line. One in the end zone. They failed on downs at the Giants 40. Boston Scott fumbled in Giants territory. And then Hurts uh, had the incompletions, the drops by Regor inside the five-yard line in the final seconds. So by my count, they had six drives into Giants territory and they got seven points. Like, I, I think most people will see Eagles lose. Oh my gosh, Hurts stinks. This team is garbage and they're going to shy away. Well, guess what happened first thing Sunday night? Eagles were bet up from six and a half to seven. Now, I couldn't even get six and a half, but that was the first bet I made Sunday night. Eagles seven. It showed up six and a half in the desert, but you've got to like be physically at the casino to get it. So you see that. And then, of course, the other books, offshore, uh, local guys, open up at seven. So I got a bite of the Eagles at seven. It is a big number. And they're pr- almost certainly going to be my survivor play. The other big spreads, Minnesota against the Lions. I used them, remember, when they got lucky against the Lions at home. Now they go on the road. Arizona, the return of Kyler Murray, big favorites in Chicago. I've already used them. Tampa, big favorites in Atlanta. KC, big favorites at home against Denver. Indy at home. Uh, oh, sorry, at Houston. And the Rams are huge favorites against Jacksonville. But again, I've used like all those teams. This is what makes Survivor so interesting. Um, I'm going to quickly go a couple other notes. I I took more notes than normal. So we were out of town uh, like twice for Thanksgiving uh, week. I'm sure you guys follow me on the gram. You saw we were in, um, we went down to Palm Springs for a couple days. And I just, you know, I specifically told the wife, like, listen, I got to be back early Sunday for NFL. And I know there's going to be a ton of traffic on Thanksgiving weekend Sunday. So I'm sorry. We either drive two cars or we all leave super early, like 730 in the morning. She's like two cars. So I woke up, quick shower, jump in the car, on the road, two hours back. All our other friends who left later in the day, like three hours, three and a half, 345. Yeah. I can't. I had to watch NFL. So I get home. House all quiet, watching NFL. So I have tons of notes here. Um, I, I'm impressed with this 49ers win streak. They're kind of rebounding. I think the Jimmy G story is probably a good subplot this week. He's going to get them to the playoffs in the NFC. He is. And what do you do? Haven't heard Trey Lance's name for a few weeks, right? Jimmy G's playing well. He, I mean, he's not carrying them. I mean... Debo Samuel was incredible again for my fantasy team. Thank you until he got hurt. Elijah Mitchell had 133 rushing yards. They do these clock chewing drives where it's like eight minutes later, we'll kick a field goal or 10 minutes later, we scored. I mean, that just wears down defenses. Shanahan's doing a great job. But again, Jimmy G is really pulling all the strings on that offense. I mean, they imagine they scored, let me see how many points they scored on the on the Vikings. They scored 34 points on the Vikings, and George Kittle has one catch for 13 yards. That's pretty impressive. What happens when they start working Kittle into the mix? You know? I, I, I like this Niners team. I have futures on them to win the Super Bowl. I, that's probably a little ambitious given all the defensive injuries. I like the cut of this Niners jib right now. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about the Patriots today. Mac Jones, another game with no turnovers. Pretty impressive win. The Tennessee Titans stink out loud right now, guys. I mean, they're very, very bad at football. They have nine turnovers in the last two weeks. No A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones, no Derrick Henry. They had two guys. uh, One of them is Foreman, who you know. I think he went to Texas. And the other guy, Hilliard. They had 240 yards rushing combined, and they still got their butts kicked. In New England, 36-13. Tennessee's just not good at football right now, guys. They're not. 
I, it's comical that this is a playoff team because I can guarantee I can almost guarantee you they're going to be underdogs in the playoffs. Now the Colts still have an outside chance to catch them, but they beat the Colts twice. I don't if this was college football, given you know uh, the playoff situation, there's there's nobody that would vote the Titans into the playoffs. They just they don't look like a good football team right now. They're not the same. And speaking of running back injuries, Christian McCaffrey in a walking boot. Um, not good. He had like 35 yards in fantasy. whoop de damn do Dalvin Cook, injured. Just looked pretty bad. Shoulder injury. The entire Vikings sideline was like devastated for the guy. He carted off. Um, running backs, just, you know, what's Todd Gurley doing? Is he working for Amazon? I thought I saw him deliver me a package on my ring doorbell recently. It's like, what has happened to them? I, 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 you, you can't really trust any running back. They're all getting hurt. And McCaffrey's just so disappointing. I mean, always hurt. Now, Corderell Patterson is the guy. Hope you have him in fantasy. He was incredible. One of the coolest stats I saw Sunday, the Atlanta Falcons were the last team in the NFL to get a 20-yard carry. Corderell Patterson had one against Miami. Their longest carry before that had been 18 yards. That's embarrassing. Nice win for the Falcons. I was going to do something on the Steelers and Big Ben stinking, but we I feel like we've covered that ad nauseum. Big Ben looked slow, looked old, late pick six. They got pummeled. The Bengals outscored the Steelers 65-20 to 20 in two meetings this season. 65-20. Bengals are, look like they're headed to the playoffs. Um, I guess the last note, uh, you know, I just Cleveland Browns team, man. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, guys. Schedule's tough. Baker's hurt. How do you not win when Lamar Jackson throws four interceptions? The Rave, uh, the they play. They have a bye week now. The Browns, and then they play the Ravens again, which will probably just seal their fate. But the Browns have lost one, two, three, four, five of eight games after that three and one start. It all started with the Chargers game, which was which I was at out here in LA. Wild, wild stuff. But uh, disappointing from the Browns. All right, let's quickly go to college football and the Lincoln Riley move. So. This was the interesting thing when I asked a couple of people about this. Like, how did this happen so quickly? Because Lincoln Riley was not in the mix for this job two, three, four weeks ago. No mention of his name since the firing of Clay Helton. He was not on any, like, watch list. Now, he was mentioned a lot to LSU. He specifically said, I'm not going to be the next coach there. But he didn't address anything about USC. So this is apparently what happened. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma in Bedlam, right? And it's clear at this point, the Sooners have no chance at the college football playoff. So now, Lincoln Riley's like, huh, we're not going to the playoff. We're starting to head toward the SEC. I'm not going to have much of a chance to win in the SEC at Oklahoma. Like, we've got good talent, but I can't hang with, I'm not recruiting at the level of playing LSU, Alabama, Auburn. No way. And I don't know if Lincoln Riley put the bug out there or USC just said, let's try a Hail Mary. But apparently it came together extremely fast from Saturday night to Sunday. And it was a done deal in like 24 hours. (laughs) And the worst part is, I mean, Oklahoma fans, I don't know many of them. But online, they are just absolutely at rock bottom. And what do you know? Some of the great recruits that had Oklahoma had lined up are already like decommitting. And now Lincoln Riley's calling them to stay in California and go to USC. And I don't know how anybody could hate this move for Lincoln Riley. Like, is he afraid of the SEC? No. But you're not on a level playing field. Like Oklahoma's not recruiting against LSU and Florida and Auburn and out. It is just not. Can they get great classes? Of course they can. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. Playing in the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's one thing to play Baylor and uh, Oklahoma State and Texas. It's another to face the teams in the SEC. And I just, it, it's. I think Lincoln Riley made a great move. He's going to be a king at USC. 
total domination. Are they going to get back to Pete Carroll levels? I, I don't know. Come on. It takes a lot for that to happen, but I wouldn't rule it out. And the best part is, once they expand the playoff here shortly, USC is going to be in there practically every year. We don't know how long Mario Cristobal is for Oregon. But, you know, I, I, Chip Kelly sounds like him and UCLA probably not sticking together. I don't know how UCLA raises the roof on this. Uh, Rob G will be back tomorrow, and I'm sure he will be just, oof. His Raiders pick up a massive win on Thanksgiving, but he gets a kick in the teeth with USC getting Lincoln Riley. I mean, I, I, Lincoln Riley, you know, six years ago, was he anybody special? No, but Bob Stoops leaves. They handpick Riley to be the, the guy. And all he does is the Baker Mayfield, the Kyler Murray, the Spencer Rattler, the this new kid, uh, the freshman this year. He's a good coach. Now, who replaces Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma was funny because, and listen, I'm not going to bag on this guy. I know him. Um, we're f- friendly, but Adam Schefter has stepped in it a lot recently, and he put out this tweet that uh, a candidate to replace Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma has to be Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals, who only has one year left on his deal. Well, you know how that sausage gets made, right? Cliff Kingsbury's agent has no leverage at all for Kingsbury to get an extension in Arizona. Have you made the playoffs? No. Do you have a playoff win? No. Why are we paying you more? Can you get to the playoffs and maybe win a game? Like, what if you flop in the first round? You know, if you don't get the number one seed and you have to play in the first round and you lose at home, are we sure you're the guy? I mean, Arizona would like him to be the guy, obviously. But I think at this point, we can all agree that, like, Cliff Kingsbury has left something to be desired, despite some really nice wins this season. He has no leverage to go in and ask for more money because of a couple regular season wins, guys. Sorry. So what does his agent do? Goes to Schefter and says, hey, Oklahoma, they know offense. They could just call up Cliff Kingsbury. But why? Because he had an under 500 record in college football as a head coach? Come on. You think Cliff Kingsbury's leaving Arizona in the NFL, where he's currently the number one seed in the NFC with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, and he's going to go to Norman, Oklahoma? I don't think so. There's no chance. But, you know, if you're the agent, that's your job. Plant that with Schefter. Now, I I would say 0.0% of Kingsbury leaving the Cardinals. You don't leave a good NFL. Didn't Mike Tomlin cover this? Like, I'm with the Steelers. Why the hell am I leaving for USC? Like, get a clue. Cliff Kingsbury's winning in Arizona. They were good last year. Just missed the playoffs. Bit of a Cliff meltdown. He's not leaving. I heard Brett, Brent Venables. I saw some stuff about Dave Aranda from Baylor, who's been really, really good. Um, I think Matt Campbell probably makes the most sense. Um, although I, it is kind of weird how he's underachieved this year. Um, they've been ascending. You, you know, they're the stock that you keep hearing is hot, 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 and it just keeps inching up, but it hasn't really popped. Uh, nobody would argue, Nobody would say Campbell's not a good coach. It's just like I think there's more buzz than – actual um, product on the field so far. It's not like it's been bad. It just hasn't been as good as we we keep hearing. Um, But I think the guy to watch is probably the defensive coordinator, Grinch. Um, It's funny, Grinch, Christmas coming up, haha. But the way things shook out from Stukes to Riley, the continuity was great. I just don't know if Grinch is highly thought of in the building as Riley was. Um, Grinch being a defensive guy, we know college football, um, offense sells tickets. Uh, I, I, I don't even know if you'd say defense wins championships, but it, we'll see. Grinch, Campbell, Aranda, it'll be interesting. That, that I mean, listen, that's not a job we're going to spend a ton of time on, but um, it was just a fascinating move by Riley. And now I, I, you know, guys are tripping over themselves to put out stats like, Los Angeles now has three incredible football coaches under the age of 40. Uh, 
Mix. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Cristina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bay, Brandon Staley, who, by the way, is not going to the playoffs, and Lincoln Riley. Like, I know we want to crown guys and all that, but McVay's actually been to a Super Bowl. I, I mean, I, I definitely have to check, but I don't think Brandon Staley, who's a rookie head coach, is yet in the amazing category. Um, and let's be realistic. Like, Lincoln Riley has done some really, really, really good things. And he's been great as a big fish in a small pond. I don't know if the Pac-12 is as small of a pond and the spotlight's not going to be on him out here in L.A. uh, Given everything else that's going on with the Rams and the Chargers and LeBron and the Lakers and even when Kawhi gets back with the Clippers. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Riley, but I think he's probably going to crush it. I I think that's a safe bet. Um, I got to quickly just give a shout out to Jim Harbaugh for beating Ohio State. Um, I feel I I've felt I know Harbaugh's kind of douchey, and a lot of people don't like him, and he's a little socially awkward. And some of these interviews he gives just he comes off as oh gosh, this guy's terrible. He's insufferable. But the thing I like about him is everywhere he goes, he wins. Everywhere, he turns Stanford into a, a powerhouse. I know they've fallen on hard times, but. Harbaugh set the table there. Um, goes to San Francisco, makes Colin Kaepernick a king, and takes the 49ers within one play of the Super Bowl. Goes to Michigan, wins 10 games. Well, he hasn't beaten Ohio State. He can't beat Michigan State. I did that uh, Dan Patrick show Friday with Rob Parker, and Rob Parker's just killing Harbaugh the whole time. I'm like, the guy's winning 10 games in half his seasons. And they tried to run him out of town. He takes a pay cut and stays. I, why are we hating Harbaugh? Like, the guy's having success. He just has to win, beat Ohio State. And guess what? He won as a seven-point dog at home. You, you have to feel good for Harbaugh, right? Now they're, and we'll talk about it uh, in best bet here shortly, but they're considerable favorites to win the uh, Big Ten Championship against Iowa. And if that happens... I don't know how you keep Michigan out of the playoff. The only way it gets a little dicey, if Alabama beats Georgia, you get Georgia's obviously in. Alabama, if they beat the number one team, I think they're going to get in. I think Cincinnati's a lock. And then what becomes of Michigan or Oklahoma State? And if you're just doing like the blind resume test, you know, Oklahoma State's got a decent resume. It's good. But from a star power perspective, keep an eye on Notre Dame on the outside lurking. We know the clout Notre Dame has. I think Michigan would be good for college football, but their brand of football is not visually appealing. I mean, they just run the football ad nauseum, three yards in a cloud of dust on repeat. And I don't mind it. Uh, it, it's definitely for not for this generation. Uh, people are going to be like, hey, Michigan, Georgia. Like, I, I think you got to give Michigan the two seed, right? Uh, and they would, I, I can't imagine Michigan being the four seed. They did lose to Sparty, but I mean, I would personally like to see Cincinnati get the three so they don't have to get crushed by Georgia in the opening round. Um, but my money says Michigan probably going to be the two or the three. And they're going to have a chance to play for the Natty. 
I don't think they'll have a chance to beat Georgia, but it's not like Georgia could get separation. This is a wacky year in college football. Just, uh, I'm very excited for championship weekend, which we'll get to here in Best Bet shortly. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hyper gig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months. Because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber. Internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, let's do a quick best bet here on Straight Fire for Monday Night Football. It's a good game, not a great game. Washington and Seattle. Seattle's in major disarray, but I saw a funny stat. And because of the 17-game season now, Basically, nobody's out of playoff contention until the very, very end. Seattle's like one game away from being one game away. So if they pull off the win tonight, you know, Seattle's back in the mix. And this is kind of a good spot for Seattle, right? Nobody wants them. Nobody's backing them here. Everybody's betting on Washington. Seattle opened as a favorite. Then it swung to Washington. Now it's back toward Pickham. Uh, My only real interest in this game is Taylor Heineke. I started him in fantasy this week over Derek Carr because I'm an idiot, I guess. Uh, Derek Carr had 23. I would have already had the victory. This is my kind of big-ish money league. Um, And so I got to get like 12 points from Taylor Heineke, which is not a lot. But, I mean, we're talking about Taylor Heineke, folks. You know, Uh, the Seattle defense is no great shakes at all. Colt McCoy ran up and down the field against him, but there's a divisional familiarity there. You know, Taylor Heineke, I, I just, I don't know if you can trust him to do anything right. Uh, my son needs Terry McLaurin in a league. I need a, a decent game for McLaurin in another one. So I have a lot of fantasy implications. Uh, frankly, I don't, I, I would, I, I would almost rather save my money for college football championship weekend. There are some real tasty games this weekend. Um, I don't know if you said, Jay, you know, hey, I got a hundred dollars. Who, who do you want to put it on? Jeez, you're not going to like this, folks, but I would I would take Seattle. Um, and this is a talk coming from a guy who lost on Seattle last week against uh, Arizona. I thought Seattle was a slam dunk coming off getting shut out. And, you know, you'll, you'll hear all the silly narratives that, oh, Washington's getting back in the mix in the NFC. The Eagles lost. Cowboys lost. Washington gets a win here, and things get interesting. I just... I, I, Pete Carroll's not going to USC, obviously staying uh, at Seattle for the time being. The Seattle situation with Russell Wilson, uh, if you read some stuff in the Seattle media this week, or I, I guess Thanksgiving week, um, it, there was, it seems like there's some unhappiness there. There's Nobody's on the same page. It just doesn't seem like it's going well. 
spot, again, this is Washington. This is not a great defense. They've been run up and down the field on. Pass defense is very suspect. I know they've played well the last two weeks, but what kind of sample size is that? So if you're asking me, I would I would just lay it. Uh, Russell Wilson, prime time, you know, coming off two losses. I don't think he's ever lost three games in a row in his career. He's, uh, this guy's a Hall of Fame star. I, I, Russell Wilson versus Taylor Heineke, really? Yeah, I would go Russell Wilson here. I, I do want to say, uh, on the college football championship weekend, there's so many good get Like, the Oregon rematch against Utah is really interesting. Utah opened as a three-point favorite. Money already coming in on the Ducks. Not a huge surprise there. The Oklahoma State-Baylor game is really fascinating because Dave Aranda, as we talked about earlier, is a hot name connected to LSU, maybe connected to Oklahoma. Is his focus going to be on Oklahoma State? I don't know. Money coming in on Baylor. It's already come down from six and a half to five. Aranda's a really good coach. I, I, you know, Mike Gundy worked magic with this team this year. I don't. I would look at Baylor, but as it comes down, you wonder if it's too far. Of course, the Georgia-Alabama game, nobody, absolutely nobody, betting Alabama here. Okay? When was the last time Nick Saban, nobody wanted anything to do with his team? Georgia from four and a half to six and a half. Bryce Young, freshman quarterback, nearly lost in the Iron Bowl. Had some amazing throws late in that game and in overtime. And now he's in his first SEC championship game. You always love the vibe and the pageantry around the SEC title game. I'm fired up for it this week. I know that's a lot more college football than normal on a Monday. But listen, this is what happens when the calendar turns to November. And of course, Iowa-Michigan. Michigan, 11-point favorites over Iowa. Now, listen, if you followed... My backing of Iowa early in the season, it was all smoke and mirrors. They were getting so lucky with the turnovers, the opponents. This should be a Michigan bloodbath. And Jim Harbaugh should win big. But nothing ever comes easy for Harbaugh in a spot like this. So just be careful. Uh, again, it's early in the week. Uh, we'll monitor all that stuff. It's going to be a fun week here on the on the pod. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. If you work in IT, you'll want to check out Changemakers, a podcast profiling IT industry leaders. We dive deep into IT profiles and learn what it takes to drive large-scale IT transformations for successful businesses. Visit changemakers.freshworks.com. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule, with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.